Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, September 11th, and we're going to be breaking down the Bucks' victory over the Cowboys on Thursday night. We'll be talking about the Rays in their quest to get back to the World Series, and of course, college football. The number here is 877-448-7901. You can shoot me an email at jimmybsports.com. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Let's get right to it. Talking about the Bucks 31-29 victory over the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night. Would love to hear your comments on what kind of grades you give the Buccaneers on both sides of the ball. Again, the number here is 877-448-7901. I'm going to get it started by saying I think that was probably a very lucky win. I give the Bucks a C for their performance. Um, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Suckup hitting that winning field goal at the end, and, I'll, and about that field goal, by the way, if you look at it, he really missed it. That was really a sloppy field goal, and he was very lucky to have it um, go through the uprights for the victory. Nonetheless, he did. A couple um, takeaways from the game. The expectations, I think, are so high for the Bucks this year that anything less than perfection is not going to sit well with many of the fans. We have to realize that was the first game of the season, really the first full game that the um, Buccaneers starting lineup played this year. As far as any preseason games, they may have played a quarter and a half in the previous ones. So it's a learning experience. You don't go back to square one, obviously, but there are a lot of things that, as Tom Brady said after the game, needs to get cleaned up. Uh, Brady had a great game, don't get me wrong. His stats, I mean, he threw 50 passes. um, 32 of them were caught. He had four touchdowns. And if you look at who caught the touchdowns, uh, Gronkowski, one of his favorite receivers, caught two of them. Chris Godwin caught one, and Antonio Brown caught the other one. So Brady had a great game. You can't take anything away from what he did on the field. He led another game-winning drive at the end of the game. That was his 40th all-time fourth-quarter comeback in the game. So, you know, what he's done so far is, is amazing, the short time that he's here. So um, as far as his performance, 
you have to give him an A. I give Gronkowski an A as well. And, you know, Chris Godwin, he had that fumble on the on the goal line there trying to extend the play. Defensive man got his helmet right on the ball, so you really can't blame him for that play. I thought he played very well. Godwin had nine receptions for 105 yards. Antonio Brown, what do you say about him? He may be the um, number one wide receiver on this team as the season progresses, he looked like he's getting back to his Antonio Brown form of several years ago. Uh, he, when you get him out there and he gets into the game, Brady definitely is looking for him on some deep roots. Not Nice touchdown pass that he caught from Brady for, uh, I think it was their uh, second touchdown possibly. Gronkowski, eight receptions, 90 yards, two touchdowns. What do you say about him? He's 33 years old. He's out there. O.J. Brown, uh, the athlete that he is, he had a great training camp. He can't get on the field because you have someone like Gronkowski um, who's out there just playing so well. So hats off to Gronkowski. And again, that's one of Brady's favorite receivers. They've known each other for so many years up there in New England. And when they need a big play, more times than not, uh, Gronkowski, the uh, thing about Gronkowski is that he comes across as a you know fun-loving guy. Everyone on the team uh, really likes him in, in the locker room, outside the locker room. And he doesn't get enough credit for his uh, football IQ because when it comes time to make a big play, he really knows the game. He knows how to get open. He knows where the seams are. And being together with Brady for so many years, um, they're definitely out there on the same page. It shows up so many times. So Gronkowski is going to be out there and is going to be one of Brady's favorite go-to guys all season long. Uh, you know, you want to talk about Mike Evans. He only had three receptions for 24 yards. But, you know, you have to be careful because the defense, they're going to put their best defender on the Bucks' best receiver. So going into the game, you'd have to say that Evans, on paper and from last year, is their best receiver. Well, the Cowboys put, you know, Devon Diggs, who's one of the best in the league, number seven, on him. And it kind of, you know, Brady's going to look at who's open and look where the opportunities are. So last uh, Thursday, this past Thursday night, uh, Godwin was open, Gronkowski was open, Brown was open because the best defender was on Evans. So a lot of people are saying, what happened to Evans? Nothing happened to him. You know, he was just, you know, they had a great defender on him. Next game, it could be different. He may have 12 catches next game and Godwin nothing, but it's that's going to be like that all season long. The Bucks have so many weapons out there that on the offensive side of the ball, and, and not once did they go to the no huddle, two-minute hurry-up offense. They could have done that, I thought, several times in the game and really opened it up. But they didn't do that. And again, it is the first game of the season, so I'm not getting overly uh, worked up one way or the other. What does bother me is the number of penalties and um, turnovers. We had, I think, four turnovers and we had over 100 yards of penalties. That will not win games on a regular basis in the NFL. So you have to be more disciplined and you have to be able to um, know what's going on in the game and not have the turnovers. You, know, you have 
Um, Ronald Jones with a turnover out there, a couple passes off receivers' hands. That wasn't any fault of Brady's, in my opinion. So you have some turnovers. You couple that with the uh, penalties that we had, and it's going to cause some problems. And you're really going to, um, you know, have to work on that. And like Brady said, clean it up. But overall, if you look on the other side of the ball, you know, um, Prescott first game back. He was hurt all last season. He had a tremendous game. He's a competitor. Uh, he's a great athlete as well. He threw for um, over 400 yards, 403 yards, three touchdowns. And he made some passes that um, you just don't see sometimes with some of these quarterbacks. Uh, he was throwing dimes out there to these receivers. The uh, Amari Cooper uh, had two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, although he um, might have cost him the game with a drop pass at the end, he had a, um, a couple nice plays out there. He had seven receptions as well. So overall, and luckily, you know, we shut down Ezekiel Elliott. I'll say that. Our defense really held him to uh, 33 yards, 11 carries. So up front, like last year, our defensive front four, we're going to shut people down. Um, Vita Vea had a great game. If you looked at he kept on pushing the offensive lineman back. Uh, where we're going to get hurt, and we've said this several times, and, you know, it's obvious during the season last year as well, in our secondary. You know, when you, we lost Edwards, lost Murphy Bunting there. Um, you know, Carlton, Carlton played well, but I, I think that if you look at the, the scheme out there, they definitely got exposed. And he got exposed by a very good quarterback. Prescott, I think, when he's healthy, is, is one of the best out there. So we did overcome, and we found a way to win. Luckily, Suckup was able to go out there and hit that field goal. Now, Brady, you got to give him credit because when Dallas kicked the field goal to go up uh, at the end of the game, there's still a minute, I think, and 27 seconds left. And I, I think when you're out there... Dallas did a very poor job of clock management. You want to take time off the clock and keep Brady off the field. That's how you beat any team that Brady's on. Letting him on the field with a minute to go, especially with the weapons that he has, he's going to move the ball down the field. And he has great confidence in this team. If you listen to him, uh, he'll go down across the board. Um, no, like I said, Godwin Evans. Um, no, OJ Howard can't even get on the field. He maybe had, I think, um, 6% of their plays he was out there. So you got Gronkowski, you know, and now we added Giovanni Bernard out of the backfield for net. Um, I think if you look at the team as a big picture, the defense doesn't know who to cover. And if you start cheating, looking for some dumps out of the backfield, that's when Brady's going to you know, take a chance and then go deep. He'll find Brown uh, going deep down the sideline. He'll find Godwin, who I think probably has the best set of hands of any receiver on the team. So, like I said, overall, the team found a way to win. That's what I'll say. They obviously played very average. I'll give them a C. I think that um, they're going to have to improve their game, clean some things up against Atlanta when they play them next week. I may want to uh, see Bernard in there a little bit more than Fournette. A lot of times Fournette looks like he um, 
you know, not totally in the game for some reason. Not sure what it is with him, and maybe that's just his overall um, attitude and personality. But I think that I'd like to see Bernard in there in the backfield a little bit more. And one of the things that I noticed, I don't know if you picked this up as well, but several times when Leftwich is calling the play, Brady's over there, he's shaking his head no. So, you know, and obviously Brady's going to run the play that he thinks best fits the situation um, at that time. So they have to get on the same page. And like I said, it is the first game of the season and a lot to be made of, um, you know, picking things up and getting better. But overall, it's very hard to win any weekend in the NFL. So I will definitely take a W at this point and move on and get ready for the next game against Atlanta. Love to hear your thoughts. You want to shoot me an email, go to uh, jimmybsports.com. Let me know what you thought of the game. Who were your players of the game? Maybe it wasn't Brady in your mind. Maybe it was Gronkowski. Maybe it was Godwin. Uh, Maybe it was the kicker. Suck up. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show and power 90.1 welcome back sports fans staying on the nfl for a second here you know there are 17 games this year so um with the bucks being able to play on a thursday night a couple extra days of rest uh would be nice before the next game against atlanta so Everyone's going to try to uh, get the 17 games in this year without any interruptions from any hurricanes or COVID or anything else. Super Bowl uh, LVI is going to be played at SoFi Stadium in California. So um, let's plan on the Bucks being out there for that in February. What happens between now and them is going to be very interesting. In matchups every week, you have some... Good games this week. I want to break them down a little bit. And um, again, just let me know what you think. Is your team uh, on the road this week? Are they home? Uh, What's the outlook for your team? Looking at a couple games that I think are the best ones. You have the Cleveland Browns at Kansas City. That's going to be a, um, a 425 game. Playing at Kansas City, it's going to be a rematch of last season's uh, AFC divisional playoff game. Cleveland, I'll tell you what, Cleveland has the opportunity really to go out there and and show everyone that they are a good team. More times than not, this team runs into issues with some injuries during the course of the season. And, you know, I really think that this is the year that they go out there and, um, you know, you have Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from a knee injury. So he's going to give Kansas City's defense um, a little bit of a, of a workout there. Uh, it's going to come down to Mahomes and if that upgraded offensive line is going to protect him. 
you know, they got Orlando Brown and Joel Thune in there. So if the, the Bucks were able to penetrate that line last year, there were some injuries in the Super Bowl, and the Bucks definitely capitalized on that and were able to get to Mahomes. So if he's protected, I mean, let's face it, no quarterback likes to be pressured. Not Mahomes, not Brady, not anybody that uh, plays behind center in the NFL. So if you can give Mahomes time, he's uh, one of the best out there, if not the best right now. So that should be a uh, really good game. I, I look for the um, I look for um, Kansas City to win that one, but it should be a, a very interesting game. If you get a chance. Definitely watch them. Another interesting game for several reasons is going to be Green Bay at the Saints. That's also a uh, 4 o'clock game. Packers are favored in that one by 4. Now, because of the Hurricane Ida's devastation to uh, New Orleans this uh, couple weeks ago, that game's going to be relocated in Jacksonville. So... We're going to see what happened. I mean, obviously, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers, all the drama in the offseason about this could be his final year with the Packers. I think that it should be a, um, I think it's going to be a good year for Green Bay. A lot of people have them favored to win the NFC. I think that this is a year that either they um, get to the Super Bowl or they're going to definitely break up that team. The interesting thing about the Saints is now that Drew Brees has retired, they're going to start the uh, Jameis Winston era. Everyone knows you know, what his capabilities or lack thereof are. Um, he's going to be without someone, uh, Michael Thomas, team's top receiver. He's going to be out for six weeks after having foot surgery in the offseason. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Jameis Winston is going to be able to do. I think having that year off and just playing behind Breeze and kind of, you know, learning some defenses. Like I've said before many times, Drew Brees, um, Jameis Winston, it's not his athletic ability. It's not his um, leadership ability, although that can be questioned once in a while. His, um, uh, his thought process on the field as far as the choices that he makes. He doesn't have to go out there and be Superman on every play if he can pick his spots. And more importantly that with him, it's not knowing when to find someone down the field on third down. It, with him, it's when to throw the ball away on third down. So I think that um, you know if he's learned that with the year off just watching Breeze, then it's going to definitely help his you know, maturity process. If not, then it's going to be the same old Jameis. And if he does you know, stay the starter, then we will see him two times this year, which should be a very interesting endeavor, especially when he uh, comes down here and plays at Raymond James. So that should be a good game. Another interesting game to me is the Steelers at Buffalo right now. Buffalo's favored. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, they drafted Najee Harris in the first round. Their running game has really diminished over the years. And that's something that when you think of Pittsburgh, you think of their running game. You think of what they had with, you know, going back in the day with Franco Harris. Um, so, and, and after that, but right now, they really don't have a good running game. So we're going to see what happens on the other side of the, the ball there. You have 
Josh Allen with, with Buffalo. I mean, he's one of the league's best players and he should continue to grow. And when you have um, Stephon Diggs, who had a obviously fantastic season for Buffalo last year, now you add Emmanuel Sanders to compliment him. Uh, they're really going to have their hands full as a defense getting ready to play Buffalo. So um, I actually look for Buffalo to win that game, probably by a touchdown. Uh, again, it should be interesting. Uh, now you have Arizona playing at Tennessee. Uh, Titans favored in that one. Any team that has Derrick Henry, and of course now they have Julio Jones as well, I think that... Um, the Cardinals defense are going to have to try to really contain those guys. Uh, even with J.J. Watt now on the edge, I think it's going to be a little bit more that the Cardinals can handle. So I think Tennessee will come out victorious in that one. An interesting game. A lot of people are also picking the uh, Rams to go far in the NFC this year. They're going to be at home uh, the night game against uh, the Bears. So if you look, the, the Rams added Matthew Stafford in the offseason in hopes to reach the Super Bowl. So when, when you couple Matt Stafford with the offense there, I think that uh, it's just really all, all systems go with them. On the other side of the ball, you know, that's people say Justin Fields should be starting, but Coach Nagy there, he's going to be going with um, Andy Dalton. And, of course, that Rams defense is anchored by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So you never know how long Dalton or any other starting quarterback will be in there against a defense like that. So I, I look for the, uh, um, the Rams to be able to be too much for them and go ahead and win that game. Uh, Seattle at Indy, that's worth mentioning, I think. Carson Wentz will be starting. So I know he had a foot injury, then he had a stint on the COVID list. So he really didn't have a lot of preseason work to be put in there. Um, I think that the Seahawks, uh, are, they're going to have their hands full too. So I think it's going to be a very close game. And that's going to probably come down to the end. Um, again, love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Or else you can shoot me an email, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to talk some Rays and uh, take any questions that you may have. We'll be right back to keep the show going. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. 
That's 800-726-2194. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, the Rays are continuing their winning ways. 88 games up, 52 games down, going into the weekend with the series against Detroit. Uh, you know, in the last 20 games that we have here in the season, I think it's very important that the Rays establish some type of identity with maybe some starting pitching. Um, if there's one thing that you can say about this team is that they're probably the most non-traditional team that you'll ever see. You can start their starting pitchers. I would have to say that right now McClanahan would be the number one uh, starting pitcher, Rasmussen, two, and Patino, three. After that, you know, you go, you go to the bullpen. Uh, you know, we probably have the best bullpen in all of baseball right now. And the one thing that I will say about Cash is that he is, he is very good at managing a bullpen um, with different matchups and whatnot. A lot of times he'll you know, drive me crazy with a couple other things, but there probably isn't anybody better than him at uh, that bullpen. And, you know, and like I said, the best bullpen, we have a 3.04 to 3.06 at any given time. It's the best ERA uh, for the bullpen in Major League Baseball. So uh, it's very important to give the rookies experience right now that they're going to need come playoff time. And this is the time of year where you start, you know, trying to, you know, look at the schedule and the playoffs on, on who you may be playing. And that's going to determine who will be pitching because you start to go backwards a little bit as far as um, your lineups, the pitching staff, looking at, you know, who the first round game might be against. So right now, I think that. Um, the, the, the pitching staff is going to depend on, on who they're playing. Uh, 20 games to go, like I said. We might be getting Nick Anderson back, which I really hope we do. I mean, that guy, he only lost, I think, one game last year. Um, he's in AAA right now trying to get you know, everything back to his old working ways. I'd like to see Ryan Thompson. Uh, he possibly might be able to get back as well. Uh, you know, when you look at our, our bullpen right now, I guess I would have to say Kittridge and McHugh have been the two top pitchers for us in the bullpen, most reliable. And one thing you have to remember is that come playoff time, unless you have a starter that is, you know, a tremendous, you know, multi-million dollar, uh, hundred million dollar pitcher starting in your lineup that you're going to go with because you have to uh, for seven innings or so. Most times in the playoffs, the teams will go to the bullpen quicker than in the regular season. So I think that's another advantage that we have. And, and you know, after McClanahan and Rasmussen, it's, it's up in the air. So we can throw anybody in there to start. You never know, you know as an opposing team who we're going to throw out there and what we're going to uh, come at you with, which really makes it a disadvantage for the other team and an advantage for us. So as long as our uh, you know bullpen stays strong, I would, although I'd like to see a little bit more continuity with the starters, I like the swag that McClanahan has out there, but he has no experience really. Uh, you talk about Yarbrough out there, you really can't depend on him. At least I don't think you can right now. So 
hopefully he has a, a couple good outings the rest of the season here to be able to have some confidence going into the playoffs. You now we'll see what happens from that. But, you know, as far as the offensive side, we are, you know, hitting the ball. We're in a great groove right now. When you talk about hitting him, um, you look at Wander Franco. When he first came up here, we traded Domus, obviously, to Milwaukee, and we got Franco, we brought him up. He's a 20-year-old. Um, it, I figured he'd come up here and there was no doubt that, you know, he had all the tools, uh, you know, he, he's, he's great out there, you know, at the plate. He's a very good shortstop as well. He hustles, good base running. You look at him on, on the, when the game doesn't matter a lot of times, he's out there and he's still hustling. He'll get the second. Um, he turns a single into a double. So he's someone that I think will be playing for a long time and he just loves to play the game of baseball. And he's almost hit now, not hit, but he's almost gotten on base in, in 40 games. He's got that streak going. And I think that, you know, if things go right, he's going to get more confidence as the uh, season goes on and definitely make a difference in the playoffs. I heard that the Rays are just offering uh, $10 uh, per game tickets now. So I think that's a good way of filling up the stadium and getting some more support for the team. It's very hard to go out there or watch the game and you see you know, 5,000, 6,000 fans out there when the team is in first place with, uh, you know, 88 wins, the best in the American League. And the support there really isn't what it should be. But that's a conversation, I think, for another um, for another day. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on what you think the Rays need to do between now and the last game, October 3rd. We finished the um, season with three games against the Yankees. And right before that, we have three against Houston. So those last six games uh, may come into play to determine home field in, a, in several different series. All It's always important to go out there and you don't want to put a number of games that you want to win, but you want to go out there each game and um, take it for what it's worth and get the W and um, look on to the next game. Again, your thoughts, 877-448-7901. You could email me, sports at power901.com. Is there anything that the Rays need to firm up in your mind in the last uh, three weeks sir, of the season? Are you comfortable with the um, batting order, the lineup? I'll tell you, Cash really mixes it up. You never know. He keeps everyone ready to play. Uh, you never know if you're going to be batting, you know, lead off. I mean, you may have a Rosarina. He may bat first. He may bat. I, I think he's probably batted in every position, every nine um, batting order this season at one point or the other. Franco's kind of locked in at the, the third, sometimes the fourth, maybe the fifth position. So he's kind of locked in. Cruz has really, I mean, he's been hitting some missiles, home run that he had in Boston this week was just a line drive. I think it's still going. So he's been a great pickup for us as well. I think his experience come playoff time will really help some of the younger players that may not have the experience. Uh, he's really seems to be uh, very steady. And I think that it's going to be a great um, addition. He's been a great addition to the team and will continue to be that in the playoffs. So look forward to it these last couple of weeks. Like I said, hopefully we can uh, maintain the, the cushion that we have 
and, um, you know, get some continuity from the starting pitching staff so we have some type of game plan going into the playoffs. Love to hear what you have to say. Email me, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to talk some more sports on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Short Clean Solutions Pressure Washing is on the air reminding all drivers to save the text message for a time when it's not going to cause an accident. Put down your cell phones and never text and drive. This safety message is brought to you by Short Clean Solutions Pressure Washing. For your pressure washing needs, call the pros with an A-plus rating. Call 850-783-4399. That's 850-783-4399. That's Short Clean Solutions Pressure Washing, reminding you to never text and drive. The people who care. Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B. Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Uh, talking some college football. There were some awesome games last weekend. Um, and of course, of all the games, I think the uh, Georgia-Clemson game was probably the best. Georgia came away winning, obviously. And, uh, you know, they look pretty good this year. Alabama, though, again, they just rolled. And the question is going to be is... Uh, will they lose this year? Will they have an off week and someone go out there and beat them? Right now, they are the number one ranked team in the country as well they should be, followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Clemson, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Iowa State, and then Iowa to round out the top 10. Uh, the game that catches my eye this week, and it's not because of the uh, matchup, but it is a local game, Florida, which is ranked number 13. The Gators are going to be playing the USF Bulls. Um, obviously, the Bulls are having their hands full after their first game. They got crushed. And it really, it's amazing to me why South Florida isn't better than they have been. They really started off um, a couple of several years ago. Uh, very good. And then uh, whether it be recruiting, whether it be the overall um, people they have in place as the AD or the coaches, uh, once Levitt left, they really went downhill. And that's the, no, that's the way you have to look at it, no matter who else was there. Um, but I think right now, I, I do think that the new AD there, Michael Kelly, I think he's the real deal. And he's putting some things in place right now that will get this team back into their winning ways. Um, the coach, Jeff Scott, I'm, I'm still hopeful for him. I think the decision's still not in whether or not uh, he is the will be the right person. But as of right now, you have to give him you know, the chance to go out there and um, get the team ready to play on a, on a weekly basis. So uh, they will be playing at 1 o'clock today. Florida and South Florida, I think that if you look, there'll probably be more Florida fans there. They have a, um, a, a huge base, as you all know. So, um, you know, it, it should be interesting anyway. I look for Florida, obviously, to have no problems winning the game. It would be nice if, you know, the Bulls can go out there and put a couple touchdowns on the board and make it a game anyway. Looking at the other games throughout the, uh, the, the chart, I think that one of the better ones will be uh, number three, Ohio State, at number 12, Oregon. That's at noon today. That should be a good one. I think that um, Iowa State and Iowa, those two teams get together. They're 9 and 10 
uh, respectively, being ranked. That's a uh, 4.30 game. I think that um, other than that, there's not really a lot of games that uh, catch my eye this week. Not like the first week where there were uh, an abundance of great games. So I would love to hear your thoughts on did your team win the first week? What did you think of the uh, Hurricanes? They're ranked number 22 right now. What did you think of them uh, in their game against um, Alabama? Were they that bad or is Alabama that good or a combination of both of those things? Um, uh, Again, it's going to be a long season with college football. So my hope is that their schedules don't get affected by the COVID protocols Uh, Depending on what you hear from week to week, you never know which teams are affected, which teams uh, made it through safely for the week to be able to play, which teams are uh, unable to play. It's going to be a uh, very interesting season as far as that goes. Uh, again, all those things we talked about. We talked about the Bucks. We talked about the Rays, some of the local um, teams down here. Anything you want to comment on, feel free to go to JimmyBSports.com. Let me know. Shoot me an email. We'll get on the air next week. The number is 877-448-7901. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. Look forward to talking about uh, the successes that the local teams have uh, had during this past week. Thank you for listening to the Jimmy B Show. My name is Jim Barron. You've been listening to the show on Power 90.1. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next week in the Jimmy B Sports Show. Mm-hmm.